Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today it's just me and I'm talking about literary band names. Now books and music have gone together like salt and pepper for decades and knowing the origin of a particular band's name is one of the great pastimes for trivia nerds. So let's start at the beginning with Genesis which means in the beginning and is the first book of the Old Testament supposedly written by Moses. The band Genesis was formed by a group of students including the biblically named Peter Gabriel at Charterhouse School which is a posh private school on the outskirts of London. It's almost a perfect name for a band. Genesis is easy to remember but sounds powerful. It's a simple word packed with meaning. I can see why it's stuck. The Bible, of course, is referenced in numerous band names, from Black Sabbath to Judas Priest, which means Jesus Christ, Nazareth, Jesus and the Mary Chain, and Jesus Jones. Perhaps one of the most lasting literary tributes comes from Bob Dylan, who changed his last name from Zimmerman to Dylan in honour of the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas. Dylan was heavily influenced by literature when he started out. Woody Guthrie's autobiography, Kerouac's On the Road, and the books of William Burroughs, Jules Verne and H.G. Wells are all referenced in Dylan's Chronicles memoir as important influences on his career. One easy option for any band to take is to use the name of a character from a book. Uriah Heep, the 1970s British rock band, were named after the villain in David Copperfield by Charles Dickens. Uriah Heep is a despicable and deeply annoying character, completely insincere and a true sycophant. Not an inspiring character in the least, but the Boo Radleys, the British pop band, were named after Harper Lee's character in To Kill a Mockingbird, and Boo is definitely an inspirational character. Apparently the band just liked the sound of the name, which I can understand. The Thompson twins got their name from Hergé's Tintin stories. Thompson and Thompson are two hapless detectives who help and hinder Tintin. Sometimes it's down to a nickname. Moby, the techno songwriter, is actually called Richard Hall and Melville is his middle name. His parents nicknamed him Moby because they claim Herman Melville is a family descendant. It's nice that he was nicknamed after the whale and not Ahab. Stephen Wolf, famous for their 1970s rock anthem Born to be Wild, were of course named after Herman Hesse's famous book, which is named after its main character. Stephen Wolf is about a man deeply depressed after a failed marriage. Again, it's a bit glum, but bands seem to like that. First published in 1927, Stephen Wolf remains a really important book in Germany. It's loved and hated and still widely debated. Also glum is Joy Division. This band were named after the groups of Jewish women in concentration camps that were kept alive for the sexual pleasure of Nazi soldiers. The Joy Divisions are described in the 1955 novella The House of Dolls. Belle and Sebastian is not a duo but a band from Glasgow. The band's name is much more cheerful. They were named after Belle A. Sebastian a children's book by French writer Cécile Aubry. 
It's about a six-year-old boy, Sebastian, and his big dog, Belle, a massive Great Pyrenees dog, who live in a village in the French Alps. Now, everyone knows how the Doors came to be called The Doors in 1965. Aldous Huxley's The Doors of Perception was published in 1954, and it describes the author's drug-taking experiences. The book, in turn, takes its title from a phrase in William Blake's 18th century book, The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is, infinite. For man has closed himself up till he sees all things through narrow chinks of his cavern. Talking of being a little bit pretentious, the fall the British indie band, were named after Albert Camus' philosophical novel of the same name. It's a book that takes the form of a confession to a stranger. Rock group Supertramp took their name from W.H. Davis's book The Autobiography of a Supertramp, published in 1908. Davis had some amazing stories to tell about his itinerant life in jails and begging on the streets. His talent was spotted by George Bernard Shaw. Davis's book is also referenced in the non-fiction book Into the Wild by John Krakauer, where the subject of the book, Christopher McCandless, renames himself Alexander Supertramp. It's common for literary band names to be tweaked a little to avoid legal disputes. British rockers Marillion started off as Silmarillion, but shortened it to avoid a dispute with the Tolkien estate. Another example of a tweak is 1980s English pop band Level 42, who take their name from Douglas Adams's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. While Level 42 failed to become the answer to life, the universe and everything, their literary name lives on. Adams's book could have inspired many good rock band names. How about The Vogons, Infinite Probability Drive or Trillion? The list of literary band names goes on and on. Electronic pop band Heaven 17 took their name from Anthony Burgess's The Clockwork Orange. Heaven 17 is a fictional band mentioned in the book by a character in a record shop. Punk band The Boomtown Rats became The Boomtown Rats after lead singer Bob Geldof had read Bound for Glory, the autobiography of Woody Guthrie. The Boomtown Rats was the name of Guthrie's boyhood gang in Oklahoma. Synthesizer band A Flock of Seagulls will never be forgotten and frequently ridiculed for their unusual haircuts, but the band's name comes from the self-help novel Jonathan Livingston Seagull by Richard Bach, which doesn't seem very rock and roll at all. Tears for Fears and Primal Scream both get their names from psychologist and primal therapy creator Arthur Janoff. In his 1980 book Prisoners of Pain, he describes tears as a replacement for fears, and his first book is called The Primal Scream, and describes his therapy sessions with patients in the 1960s. Now, we have to talk about Billy Idol, whose real name is William Michael Albert Broad. He was a member of Generation X, who were a punk band in the second half of the 1970s. Generation X was named after a book that belonged to Billy Idol's mum. Generation X is a 1965 book on youth culture in Britain, written by journalists Jane Deverson and Charles Hamblett. 
It contains interviews with teenagers who are part of the mod subculture. You know, scooters, sharp suits, fights with rockers, the Who and Parkers. However, the term Generation X was popularised in 1991 with Douglas Copeland's novel Generation X, Tales for an Accelerated Culture, which also coined the muck job phrase for describing meaningless service industry jobs. Copeland took the title from the book from Billy Idol's band. And finally, have you heard of the Rock Bottom Remainders? They are an American rock band of sorts made up of writers and authors. In the bookselling world, a remainder is a book that has gone unsold in bookstores and is then sold off by the publisher at a vastly reduced rock bottom price to a specialist dealer who in turn sells it cheaply somewhere else. A remaindered book is often marked with a black felt tip pen on the bottom edge. Anyway, this band has included various people over the years, such as Dave Barry, Stephen King, Scott Turow, Mitch Albom, Barbara Kingsolver, and Matt Groening. It's a big joke, and they do gigs for charity, although Bruce Springsteen apparently once joined them on stage. We play music as well as Metallica writes novels, said Dave Barry. And that seems like a good place to stop. My name is Richard Davis. Thanks for listening to Behind the Bookshelves, and we'll see you next time.